Good morning, guys. Before we get started, this is a quick reminder that this is the second half of our conversation from last week on cultural values here in the RGV. Hope you enjoy. So anyway, we can keep going, but that's a lot of family is a big one. Obviously, community is a big one. And some of the values that we see in family transfer into friendships and relationships, Mm -hmm. staying up till 2 a.m., uh, everybody coming over to the house and knowing what to do in the house on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like hospitality really just goes to the place of I cooked food. You can serve yourself because you know this house. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can talk a little bit more about that. Let's talk about ministry opportunities in the Valley, McAllen specifically, given the culture, given the values, given the people, given all the the little unique things about the 956 that we've been talking about. What kind of ministry opportunities are presented um, to us as as Christians? We're not just talking about Storehouse McAllen, right? Uh, we'll actually talk about that in specific detail in the next episode. Okay. But just in general, what are some ministry opportunities that we find ourselves in or that we can have here in the Valley, McAllen in particular? I don't know why I'm thinking of uh, like how we network. Like there, I feel like there are a lot of it's all um, about who you know. Yes, very much so. <laughs> a lot of like small businesses, or even within like any um, organization, if it's mm-hmm. the schools, or if it's the banks, or you know, yeah. you start making the list. Yeah, there's a lot of who you know. Like mm-hmm. you have to make a connection. You have to know someone. Yeah, and if that's the Theo of the person that you know, like that's your in. Yeah. And I think it can, it can get a bit overwhelming. Like, oh man, if I don't know like a specific mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. I don't have like a foot in the door. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but there's that opportunity like, well, I can go like out of my way right. to introduce myself or meet them. And right. uh, that's what I'm thinking. About. Yeah. I think, I think networking is a big deal uh, down here. Um, because there is a, there is a culture of, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Mm -hmm. And more often than not, at least down here, um, when you are trying to develop a partnership or you are trying to get your foot in the door, it's figuring out if you know anybody, um, like if you have some kind of mutual friendship that you can go to, to get into that place. Hmm. Um, and it's not that your education doesn't matter and it's not that your title doesn't matter. It's just, I think people are down here are going to have a little bit more confidence in you if they know someone mm-hmm. that they know that you know. That um, makes you more relatable. Yes, yeah, someone relatable that's going to give you some sort of credibility. Yeah. The titles, the titles are always nice around a dinner table, but when it comes to actually pursuing connection or partnership... Now it's about who you know, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you know, I got this, I got a degree. Oh man, that must be really good. Like, that's awesome. Great. Congratulations. But my and, primo over here, yeah. like he's been doing it for like, he's been doing it forever. Yeah. You know? And so I think that's one, I think another thing, um, and again, I know we'll talk about this a little bit more, but one of the ironies of the Valley 
is as dense as family ties are, the number of homes with fatherless children mm-hmm. uh, down here. Mm-hmm. Like that's yep. uh, one kids. We have a lot, a lot of kids. One of the highest percentage of, of chitlins in the United States. The ch- and one of the, the irony the of, uh, one of the ironies of, of uh, family value is that about 40% of our children are born into fatherless homes. That's a lot of children, That's man. That's a lot of children. It is a lot of children. My heart hurts. Yeah. And so I suppose a ministry opportunity or responsibility is certainly equipping the church in terms of parenthood, making sure parents are resourced. But at the same time, man, what does the church look like? Uh, what does it look like for the church to come alongside mm-hmm. um, single parents? What does the church look like uh, when it when it comes to foster care and adoption, yeah. orphan mm-hmm. care in, in general, right? Like that's yeah, just that's one of the one. big um, needs that we find here in, in the Valley. McKellen uh, specifically. I feel like that, that one's grown, like the fostering and yes. adoption. Yeah, I think it it's is. It's boomed I, since, I don't know, since I grew up here until now, mm-hmm. like totally, yeah, totally big, big awareness on that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's, there's, stammering over my words, the stigma with adopting has seemed to go, go, go away. Like uh-huh. I remember being in elementary and hearing on the playground like they would make fun of this girl for being adopted and i'm like i don't understand like there's nothing wrong with that Mm -hmm. and as i've gotten older i've started to see like why that was a a thing that kids made fun of and then i'm seeing it go away more and more as it's become more and more normal yeah like adoption is something to be like championed and like like celebrated and those the language surrounding it seems to be healthier, at least in like the way I'm perceiving yeah. things. And I I wonder like where that's come from, like the the missional opportunities, right? Like somebody's capitalized and like really changed the language or the culture towards that. But I think the the things that bring awareness to my mind is like the the things I don't I don't know how to articulate this. There's there's so much that we look down upon, mm-hmm. like the individualism, like taking care of another family. It's like, well, no, they should have a family. It's like, well, I'm sorry, grandma. No, they don't. Yeah. Like, that's why my friend's coming over every every weekend right. because he's hungry. Yeah. And things like that, seeing, uh, like it just takes a different perspective to really get mm-hmm. to that point. And I think one of the the negative aspects of, of the culture down here is like, it's such a limited perspective mm-hmm. that we don't see where the needs are necessarily yeah. because we expect expecting it to happen the way that it always has happened. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think those, those, those things like that just bring, come to my mind. It's or like, in particular, because the needs tend to be outside of the family, that is that person's mm-hmm. problem. Yeah. Yes. Like yeah. that's outside of the family. Mm-hmm. Therefore, we yeah. are not going to get involved. Yeah. You shouldn't have made those decisions. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So that happens out, out outside of the family. Yeah. And so I definitely, yeah, especially with kids, I think that's a that's a big ministry opportunity. But it, but in addition to that, and this kind of ties into the our, our next point. In addition to that, that's also some of the challenges, like the mm-hmm. the, the same values that actually help us minister to and connect with and disciple other people 
are some of the same values and and cultural normatives that hinder yep that that same progression mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know so really digging into family ties man how do we emulate that within the church um and galatians 6 right your burdens carry one another's burdens mm-hmm. your burdens your problems become my problems that is somewhat uh countercultural mm-hmm. to yes. families when someone else is going through something or another family is going through something that is outside of the family right that becomes well you, you know you take care of that that's not necessarily something that we're going to um participate in yeah and so i think that's one of the great ironies i think i think uh the challenges seem to be whatever we do have as an opportunity also tends to be its own its own challenge yeah yes you know um yeah yeah i was thinking of like times when like we could have whether in my family or like friends from down here like there are ways we could have intervened, not that we would have solved like the problem at hand, but been more, I guess, intentional of, of empathizing with them and like helping them fight through something Mm -hmm. instead of, instead we, it was more of this like, I pobrecitos and it turned into gossip or from a distance. I, did you hear about them? Hi, I can't believe that happened. Okay, yeah. we're gonna go to yeah, or you know whatever. Yeah. And like we're quick, gonna carry on with that. Like life. if it was nothing, yeah. and so like well, why why do we, you know, bring that up and Not like what do you do with that knowledge it. if you yeah. know something like do something, do something. Yeah. and yeah. yeah, like the the call to act or just a minor like mess like call to them. Yeah, like that wasn't even done. You know, it's so, yeah. like finding those and picking maybe nitpicking too much, but just like noticing, yeah. you know, from a very humble perspective, you know, like how it will humble us mm-hmm. eventually like, Oh man. Yeah. I, I probably should have done that. Yeah. And I think that's where it comes in of like when we compare or come to the word of God with our culture and yeah. with our family values, even just family, like, is that above God and then right. coming well, I think that, it, like in many cases, I think it can be right. Mm-hmm. I think, I think oftentimes we've been talking a lot about family, so we should just kind of stay on that track. In the sense of, um, family can sometimes be the god, yeah, um, and that one family member's house where everything happens—that's the church building, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, uh, instead of connect cards. It's like a blue and pink balloon taped to the mailbox. <laughs> <On the> mailbox. <laughs> and communion. Tortillas. Is, yeah, tortillas and fajitas mm-hmm. and tequila or, or topo chico. Yeah. Hey, there you, go. you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and you're having, you're having, yeah, communion, but you're also having like the gathering because yeah. everybody shows up at the same time every single day or every single week. At the same time, and you got to say hi to everybody when you get yeah. there. You got to say bye to. That's everybody. the benediction. The b- saying bye to everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. my grandma would do like the the sign yeah. of the cross on the forehead for like all the the cousins. And if you don't, oh, nice. that's rude. Like if you see a general bye, mm-hmm. hey, see you guys later. 
that's rude. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you need to go to confession after that. You need to go to confession after that. <laughs> and that happens during the week. And so, <laughs> Sorry, grandma. Yeah, because oh, yeah, your grandma or your mom is going to sit down with you and be like, why didn't you say bye to everybody? And uh, well, you know, I had to get to work. Well, then you should have started leaving earlier. And so, you know. <laughs> you knew it was going to take 35 yeah. minutes. Oh, you were surprised that you had to go to work? You barely oh. remembered you had a job. Did I? Did I forget when you were right. a kid? Did yeah, I forget exactly. I had to go make the tortillas? Those, those when I was your age, yes. Yeah. <laughs> take yeah. a rite of passage. Yeah, and so anyway, so I think <laughs> those yeah, are the, the sacraments. Yeah, <laughs> the sacraments. so I think I think like the the family values tend to uh, be wonderful opportunities to apply to ministry um, to try to uh, cultivate. Um, culture within your church, like here at Storehouse McAllen, we press family and community a lot. We want people to be around one another. We want people to be with one another. Um, a lot of churches oftentimes talk about a third place and a third place tends to be, uh, a public meeting place where Christians and non-Christians come together and it's like neutral ground. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because if, uh, say, for instance, we're in Austin, inviting you over to my house where my community group, for instance, is meeting. That's um, weird. That's a little daunting. Yeah. But here in the Valley, that's normal. Mm -hmm. Like the house is the third place. Oh, yes. Because. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's pretty not, different. Yeah. You mm -hmm. may not necessarily um, uh, subscribe to the Christian faith, but you get family. Yeah. And so if I'm throwing so many pounds of food and we're <laughs> grilling and we're going to be out there till 2 a.m., you get that. Yeah, you can you well, can come alongside it. of that as mm -hmm. long as you say hi to everybody, and as long as you say bye to everybody, you can yeah. you can be a part of that. And so so the house becomes the third place. Hey, you know how to do the dance at that at exactly. That. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, and you can you can go to like we've gone to Roosevelt's the 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 neighborhood pub. We've gone to Roosevelt's, and as fun as that can be, at some point we're like, okay, so um, when are we gonna go to the house? <laughs> that's you funny. know, and that's even, true. Yes. Even even if it's like. <laughs> We've met, um, we've met two, two weeks in a row at Roosevelt's cause we thought this was fun afterwards. It's like, Hey man, when are we just going to be at your house? Yeah. yeah. Cause it's cheaper. Everybody knows what to do at the house. More it's not as noisy. Yeah. It's more comfortable. You know, uh, there's anyway. So the third place down here tends to be the, the third place, the, yeah. the, the, the house itself. And I remember talking to a friend of mine from North Austin and we were talking about family and Bibles. Hmm. And he said, and we were talking about the context of community groups. And so he said, man, I have a problem um, teaching my church to be a family. Hmm. Um, but I have their Bibles open. Like, that's really encouraging. Mm -hmm. But I have it a is. hard time teaching them what it looks like to be family when there is this transient individualistic culture in North Austin. Right. I said, man, my mm -hmm. issue is flip flopped. Yeah, I don't have a problem teaching people to be family, and uh, it's keeping their Bibles open, right? Yeah. It's keeping their Bibles open because the tacos are coming. Yeah. And so, um, again, <laughs> I think about individuals or families who are not from the valley and move down here. You will be, you're not like going to sticking with family dynamics, culture, right? That that whole atmosphere. Mm -hmm. You're not introduced to it. 
you're thrown thrown into into it. it. Yeah. Yes. And so I think that's the culture shock for many people from the North because there isn't like, Hey, we're going to have a couple of friends over and it's just a, a time where we get to fellowship and we get to talk about, you know, what God is doing. Like they are, you come and you're there to everything that's going on. And, uh, and after two hours, they are also expected to serve. Like Mm -hmm. you better be washing dishes. You better be doing something. <laughs> they have a nickname by that time too. They have a nickname. Oh, yes. By that time, everybody knows them as something. You know what I mean? But yeah, like uh, they're thrown into that. And I think, in in light of what we're talking about, in term, in terms of like family culture and, and values, I think that's one of the things where people who are not from the valley they either love it or they don't. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. and if they don't, you can kind of tell you're probably not going to be here very long. Yeah. And if they do love it or they do, they're they still trying to, like, navigate the contours of, of what it means to just be family, not just with your four siblings, but with 50 people yeah. mm-hmm. in, in a two-bedroom house. Like, um, <laughs> like if they don't if they don't begin to embrace that soon, they're uh, not only are they going to be a little overwhelmed, but that's going to be what kind of leads them to. All right, we gotta we gotta get going. Good. We, gotta go, we gotta go back up. You know, like I remember living in our first house, the one we rented, and I think it was a Friday night. It was after community group, and I think there was like fifty or sixty people. And do you remember Rebecca and I were like, "Hey, we're going to bed," and you and Abby locked up. Fifty yeah. or sixty people, yes. but yeah, there were a lot of people. <laughs> Everybody was out. The, we had we had the fire pit outside. People were still talking Bible in the living room, um, like. I forgot what y'all had cooked and I think I gave you a key and I was like, Hey man, I'm out. The distribution Deuces. of keys. Began. Yeah, the distribution <laughs> of keys. I think at that house, I think six or seven of y'all had keys, uh-huh. mm-hmm. you know, at this house, I think two or three have keys. That's funny. Yeah. Like Elsie, you have a key. I don't know who else has a key. Schmaz, do you have a key? Everett? Schmaz might have a key. Do you have a key to my house? No. But you've had one. He's borrowed one. He's had one. Yeah. Stuff like that. Eric doesn't (laughs) knock. He just. (laughs) That's awesome. He just walks in. I love it. You know. And so, but like what I love about that, what I love about all of that is, for instance, my my parents still live in the house that that I was uh, raised in. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't have to call. When to I go, go over, yeah. I just go in. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, hey, I'm home yeah. or I'm here. I'm here. To do whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so I always wanted to emulate that because I remember yeah. when we would, when we would live, where we were living in Mexico, my grandma lived on a property that my uncle's house was 30 feet from her house. And my other <laughs> uncle's house was like 30 feet. It was like a three lot mm-hmm. property. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And they all lived there. And none of the doors were locked. And you just walked in and out as yep. you pleased. That was it. If you needed privacy, the the bedroom door would be closed. Yes, there's but the out, bathroom. Outside of that. But like the community yeah, area is like, just walking oh yeah, in go. And, out. Yeah. and so there have been times where like one of the guys or t- a couple of guys have been over and we're working out in, in the garage gym and like you'll come over and you're watching TV inside with Seth and like catching up on stuff. There's been times where Schmez is like in the office working on stuff. And then you, Elsie, are meeting with Rebecca. Like there's all these people in the house, but none of us are talking with one another. Like everybody's just kind of doing their own thing. It's better than a coffee shop. Right. And so 
<laughs> right. And the beauty is like, I don't serve anyone. It's just like, you know what to do. Yeah, you can mm-hmm. wash your own dishes. You can Eric. wash your own dishes. Yeah. Um, and so that's, but anyway, I say that because that's very intimidating. That's intimidating to. It's intimate is what it is. It's very and intimate. His, yeah. Yes. It's funny how the word intimate sounds like intimidating. Yeah. And it's mm. kind of. It's There's foreign to there. a lot of people. Wordplay. Yes. Yeah. It's foreign to a lot of people. It's intimidating to a lot of people. That's that's too much personal space. Yeah. When, okay, so going back to like the, the opportunities for ministry, Yeah. I think being sensitive and recognizing those who like like uh like Flaca. Yeah. Who who you sense and see that they they can benefit from that yeah. kind of affection and that care and that love and like f- not bring not, not bringing the love to them, but like speaking in a way that's like, Hey dude, like I really do care about you and turning that like foreign concept into a normal everyday part of their life. Like that ministry and caring for people and speaking their language to get them to that point of caring for them. And I'm sure there's like a lot of learning you do from that person too like the individualism, whatever, but like that ministry of bringing into the family is like exactly what God does for us. Yeah. He's like, let me bring you into the fold. Like you are now one of my sheep. I'm adopting you into my family. And like that adoption process, like just the idea of not just somebody who doesn't have parents or is from a broken home, but like who has that home and can have another one. It's like there's... There's there's enough love to go around and bring somebody into that is like there's the concept of adoption into the family yeah. is isn't just for like little ninos. It's like let's bring this family into this family. Yeah. The melding I, of I, families. Mm-hmm. I do think in the context of the local church, the idea of family and community values or family and, and, and friendship the culture of family and friendship. I think it is so important because it does communicate mm-hmm. something about the family of God based on what God has done for them. Mm-hmm. Right. Through Christ. Yeah. dude. Right. It is that at one point we were lost and we were found at one point we were orphans and now we're sons and daughters. And so living that out, I think the context of the Valley is, it helps it, helps it be normal or yeah. normative. Mm-hmm. However, at its core, it's profoundly theological. Yeah. Yeah, it is. You know? Yeah. The doctrine of adoption as it pertains to children, but in particular individuals who have been redeemed and adopted by the Father through the Son, like it is a conviction that is being lived out in the ordinary context mm-hmm. of the RGB. Yeah, dude. That. And so I think that's what we've been talking about in the mm-hmm. sense of like, yeah, we want to use what we grew up with. Now, how do we filter that through, through the, the lens, lens of the gospel? Uh, yeah. Or how do we filter that just through the gospel so that on the other side, man, we have applied godly application mm-hmm. to something that is to something that is good. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we've we've redeemed the or we're trying yeah. to redeem this image of family by living our conviction out within family. Yeah. So. The restored um, family. Yeah. Yeah. So 
we uh we stuck on family a lot but that's that's i probably the loudest yeah, dude. value down here capital f yeah and so in our next <laughs> epi- episode in our next episode mm-hmm. we're going to talk a little bit more about what it looks like for us to actually um embrace ministry oppor- other ministry opportunities we're going to talk about family a little bit more than too but we're going to talk about what it looks like for us to embrace other ministry opportunities. But in this episode, we hope that you got a glimpse of uh, some of the um, unique phrases and uh, humblings that we try to give one another, but at the same time, uh, this unique value of uh, family among the border culture and how we want to say that is good, how we want to embrace that, and then filter that through the gospel so that as we live out our value, we are living it out in conviction based on what God has done for us in Christ. Mm-hmm. So thank you guys so much for hanging out with us this morning. We'll see you next week. Bye. Love you. The goal of this podcast is to equip our church for discipleship and mission. We want to thank you for listening in this morning, and we hope that you are encouraged by these conversations. If you'd like to learn more about Storehouse McKellen, you can visit our website at storehousemckellen.com. We'd also love to hear from you. Send us your questions to info at storehousemckellen.com.